This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. It's all right. The KLAQ Studios in beautiful, sunny El Paso, Texas. Yeah, baby! The Buzz Adams Morning Show is back. Man, is this gonna rock or what? Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the show. It is the Buzz Adams Morning Show here for Wednesday, and it is July 27th. We've got a lot coming up on the show today. Talking uh, new, we're actually going to be talking sports. Believe it or not, Steve Kaplowitz is dropping by later. Oh, nice! Because I heard over the weekend some reminders that Cowboys football returns to KLAQ like in less than a get this less than a month. Wow! August thirteenth is when we're going to be broadcasting our first Cowboys preseason game on KLAQ, and we're going to be carrying all the Cowboys action all season long. And we're not that far off, a little over a month. Steve will give us all the definite particulars on this, but I think a little over a month away from the start of the minor fan college football season. And uh, we are going to have Steve Kaplowitz in later to tell us about that. We're going to be carrying all the Cowboys games. KLAQ is also going to carry a few of the select minor games uh, that are broadcast. You'll be able to hear on KLAQ. So. Minor games, like the lesser games? No, M-I-N-E-R. <laughs> oh, that's right. Like the coal miners. The, UTEP uh, College, the, they have. Uh, Texas College that. of the Mines. You know, their preseason uh, poll came out, and they're not in last place, and they're not in second to last place. Oh. You, you mean out is, of all teams or in the conference? Um, you, in the conference. Okay. Conference preseason. Because uh, historically, well, in the last few years, they've been last or second to last. And Woo! Progress. Dana Dimmel got them up to, I believe, sixth. We'll have to... Confirm that with Steve, but go miners. Kind of an interesting uh, start to the season before they get in the conference schedule. I know they've got North Texas here. They've got a road game. I think it's their second game in Norman against the Sooners. That's going to be carried on uh, Fox, the the Fox Network channel uh, nationwide. So that's kind of weird. Then they're going to be back. They're going to play at MSU and New Mexico back-to-back weeks. And somewhere in there, they're playing Boise here. So Boise, which is a real... That'll be a big... Yeah, that'll be a big draw. Mm -hmm. I don't know how Boise fans travel, you know? I know that it has become... You know, I really hate it to Boise. They're one of these teams on the outside, not one of these power... You know, traditional powerhouses. And they spent a long time really making a name for themselves Mm -hmm. in Boise. So... It'd just be cool if we painted the field blues. I'm like, that's all I think about when I think about Boise. Boise's got the blue turf, that's right. Which, uh, I read stories about it causing problems for migrating ducks because they mistook it for a pond and tried to land on it. (laughs) There were some duck-related disasters. Why are these ducks dive-bombing us right now? Yeah, because they think that the field is a a pond. Uh, good morning, Nico Jimian. Good morning, Buzz Adams. What's your pattern today? What are those, like, uh, leaves or feathers? 
It's like your shirt I'm talking about. It's covered in... <laughs> Looks like blue feathers. Like blue feathers, right. Um, it's nice. I think they're leaves. Mm-hmm. And whatever. <laughs> what? Don't Does, you ha- don't you have any shirts with patterns on them? <laughs> I'm sure I do. Yeah, like like a basic Hawaiian floral. I've got that in case I ever need to go to a Jimmy Buffett concert <laughs> or whatever. Around. I guess. And what's this professional look you are donning on, t- on today? Uh, this is the most comfortable T-shirt, and I I got it at Burlington for like four and a half dollars, and it is just so light and ah, comfortable. Ah, so we dress for comfort now at the, at the job, isn't I'm it? I'm at that point in my career. <laughs> uh, looking at El Paso weather and the golfer's forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Partly cloudy today. The forecast is holding steady. We've been forecasting about a 15 to 20 percent chance of rain every day, and that looks like that is still the case through the week and through the weekend. At least some chance of rain around 15% every day. Partly cloudy today, 91 for the high temperature. Then uh, the forecast says mid-90s for the rest of the week and the weekend, uh, around 95, 96 degrees, and a chance of rain every day. That chance of rain somewhere between 15, 25% every day. Afternoon and evening shower is also part of the prognosis. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up a all your tea times and reservations online at paintedunes.com or give them a call 915-821-2122. That's 8212122 for Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Good morning, Joanna. Hey, good morning. Joanna, why don't you give us a preview of entertainment news and what we have mm-hmm. coming up on that front? Uh, here's a name. See if you can recognize it. Tony Dow. Uh I'm trying to come up with his name. The Beaver's brother. Wally. The Beaver. Wally Cleaver. (laughs) (laughs) Did he die or did he not die? Exactly. Let's play. Did he die or did he not die? This could be, we need to update this minute by minute because there was a report yesterday that Tony Dow, Wally from Leave It to Beaver, had passed away. And then said uh, his official agents and stuff or his his agents came forward and said, hold it a second. Tony Dow, not dead. But he has gone into hospice care, and they're saying that he's in his last, his last hours. So. Yeah, he's still holding on. But he, but Tony Dow did but not die yesterday. No, he did not die. He is still alive, still holding on. He's still fighting. Maybe this renewed fame will give him strength. You mean the fame that he's accrued because everybody thought he died? Yeah, a little. Yeah. Do you think he knows that everybody thinks he died? I th- did they not put... Well, okay, the pictures I saw of him probably were when he was healthier. I know. think Eddie Haskell died a couple of years ago. Ken Osmond <laughs> played Eddie Haskell. Who played Leave It to Be... Who played Beaver? Jerry Mathers yeah. as the Beaver. And he's t- not d- done? Well, and I, I am fairly sure that, that he is alive. I, <laughs> I don't want to make a game out I'm of this, but uh, I'm on death watch, so... <laughs> Well, let me tell you the ones that I'm sure about. Hugh, Bo- Hugh Beaumont, no longer with us. Barbara Billingsley, pushing up daisies. Mrs. Cleaver. Yeah. Pushing up daisies. Who was the teacher? She was hot. Like, she was hot for teacher. No, no, I never was... saw Leave it to Beaver. I didn't really either. I was one of the I don't only... think it was on Nick at Night. It yeah. wasn't. It was never on Nick at Night. Well, let me tell you, yeah. pre-Nick at Night, they still had reruns. And they showed the hell out of Leave It to Beaver. Oh, so on, on network, right? Probably on like ABC or <laughs> that. <laughs> no, that no, and the Andy no. Griffith show. A lot of Andy Griffith show. Yeah, for sure. Gilligan's Island used to be on all the time. Uh, I keep forgetting. Beverly you guys, Hillbillies. 
you guys have watched some of these shows, but only because of Nick at Night, right? Yeah. Mo- what was it? Monster Monday, Lucy Tuesday, Bewitch Be Wednesday. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I dream of what, Genie Thursday, Thursday and Cotter Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was true. That's that moment. was my jam. I, I want to point out to you guys, I didn't mm-hmm. watch these Summer when they originally party. aired. All you, these shows that you you're talking about aired. Come on. Me neither, more. Buzz. Me neither. We knew you saw that first run <laughs> in 19... Certainly that. not. 37. No, when... Do you remember when we first got cable, I was like 12 years old. And it was the greatest day of my life when <laughs> we got cable. What were the first shows you started watching then? Just any everything that I didn't know existed. Gentle Ben, you know, all these shows that had gone off the air and they really didn't make it in reruns. But I remember uh, I saw Gilligan's Island for the first time once we got cable. And I didn't know that it was based on a live action show because at that time in the 70s, they had a Saturday morning Gilligan cartoon. Huh? And I just oh. thought they were cartoon oh. characters. And when I saw, oh, my God, it blew my mind. <laughs> there were real actors who played. I I just associated with cartoons. So. I've never seen that cartoon. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. Uh, Megan McCormick's going to have news for us. Megan, what kind of things are really standing out as far as the news department goes today? Well, there's a chance that we could all become billionaires. And you, too, listening at home. You there's been no play. Mega yeah. Millions winner, so I'm going to give you an update on that. There's a greater chance that somebody drops like a piano out of a building and lands on your head. Ugh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just talking odds here. You know, there's been a lot of uh, deaths from lightning strikes yeah. in the past few days, so maybe, maybe. I forget who the company points. was, but the CEO of a company bought fifty thousand lottery tickets for the. Is it going to be a billion oh, dollars? Oh, raising canes. Yeah, raising canes. But I'm going to I'm going to tell you when I give you the news. Oh, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. He does this a lot, Megan. You'll oh, get yeah. used to. Yeah, it. he'll just tease. He'll tease it out of you. Yeah. I, I, well, I didn't let him that time. I have a lot of nat- <laughs> I, I have a lot of natural curiosity and childlike wonder. So I hear yes, you are going. just like a child or cat, man. Yesterday, so I'd gone to the grocery store to get a few things. Have I ever mentioned they do a really good job at Albertsons over in the deli section? They got a guy making sushi back there all oh, day hell long. Yeah, that dude's great. Oh, Ken. Okay, well, there are more than one Albertsons, and you know they've got a guy. <laughs> no, Ken he, does it at all of them, I'm sure. Really? Yeah. Or uh, they're all called Ken. So anyway, they do, a, in my estimation, a really good job yeah, of, making sushi? of making yeah. sushi. So I, I got like a little platter of it at home. And I'm getting all the groceries out and stuff. And I'm going to tell you right now, I may or may not have been under uh, some form of self-induced uh, mental uh, in- incapacitation. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm talking about transcendental meditation. I do that. So I was like on a different plane. And I just, I fumbled it and dropped the sushi oh, all no. over the floor. And it just, no. like the worst. It just went open Explodes. upside down and it's just all over the place. Oh, that's the worst. And I remember that Did you story. just start whistling and walk away? No, I just remember that story we had that said people eat food off the floor uh, oh, average of four no. times a month. And I was and like. was this the one time of the month? Be all four. I picked, I picked up, up all eight pieces of sushi, so I'm over my monthly allotment of eating, <laughs> of eating food off the floor. 
Uh, so we got plenty to talk about. Here's the telephone number if you want to give us a call at the studio. It's 915-910-4995, 910-4995. We're going to find out all about our uh, upcoming late summer, early fall sports schedule with Steve Kaplowitz later this morning. I've also got the good news, bad news of the week on the way. That's coming up and a whole lot more headed your way. There's an back. Five, four, three, Later in the show, Steve Kaplowitz is going to drop by, and we're going to just talk about some sports that are really right around the corner, just peeking over the horizon. We've got Cowboys football in, a, what, a couple of weeks, two and a half weeks that are going to be August on the 13th, air, August 13th. season against the uh, Denver Broncos. Well, in, in Denver, it will be. Yep. KLAQ is your radio home for Dallas Cowboys football. So we start our coverage uh, right there with the preseason, the very first uh, stuff. So we're going to have Cowboys football on KLAQ August 13th against Denver. Steve's going to be talking about the minors schedule. It won't be long after that that the minors get started. I think uh, in the NFL, camps are open. So Yep. Uh, Cowboys are in Oxnard, California right now at training camp. <laughs> Oxnard. <laughs> oh, because like his nards. Yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> and KLAQ invites you to the Back to School Expo, which is coming up the following, not this weekend, next weekend. It's going to be Saturday, August the sixth, and it is uh, it coincides with the statewide tax-free weekend. Western Tech and Coca-Cola Southwest Beverages present El Paso's Back to School. Expo featuring exhibits, ex- exhibitions on the YMCA performance stage, lots of giveaways. We got lots of scholarship uh, opportunities. Scholarships, for instance, from El Paso Electric Company, the Texas Kids Dental Coloring Contest, and lots more giveaways at the Johnson's Jewelers Prize Tent. And you can take advantage of the uh, the break on state sales tax on the tax free weekend. So for most students in El Paso. They're back in class on Monday, and then this weekend, the following weekend, rather, is going to be the uh, tax-free weekend, the Back to School Expo at Silla Vista. Saturday, August the 6th, Coca-Cola Southwest Beverages and Western Tech. Special thanks to Yes We Do Hair and Sunwat Energy, produced by Town Square Media, and you get all the details you could possibly need at klaq.com. Time to get to our entertainment Hollywood news and notes. Here's Joanna Barba to tell us everything that's going on in showbiz. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Disney Plus are the world's three biggest streaming service. They also dominate the list of the most pirated shows. Pirated? Pirated. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like that? Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Using Google search, Broadband Choices looked at the number of searches for online streams and torrents for original programs from the likes of Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Disney Plus in 138 countries around the world. And here's what they found. Oh. The most pirated show. Squid Game. 
It's also the biggest net show in Netflix history. The um, Emmy-nominated survival series is the most pirated show in 57 countries, including the United States, Germany, and South Korea. Squid Game is followed by WandaVision, Money Heist, and The Mandalorian. Stranger Things is in fifth place with six countries, but the data is only through June, 20, June of 2022. If the same research was done now following the culmination of season four, it would probably rank higher. Jordan Peele's Nope was inspired by Steven Spielberg's E.T. and M. Night Shyamalan's Signs and apparently his own dreams as well. In 2014, a, the tweet from the filmmaker has resurfaced following the release of his third feature, which made $44 million in its box office debut this weekend. The tweet reads, and I feel like this is a spoiler, but without context. Are you ready for the tweet? Yeah. Dreamt that a baby chimp attacked some people, then ran to me and hugged me all scared. I woke up with tears streaming down my face. Hashtag bruh. The dream is awfully similar to what happens to the younger version of someone's character in the movie. The next time you have a dream where an animal goes bananas on some people, <laughs> write it down. Because maybe you'll turn it into a hit summer movie too. That was awesome, Jenna. Thank you. Joseph Quinn almost didn't make it to his talk show debut. In case you missed it, he shared his experience on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon earlier this week, where the star said that he was held up at immigration the day before. They took him to what he described as a dungeon, where he waited for 20 minutes. Then he had to go to a desk where he was asked what he was doing in the United States. The person didn't buy it when he said that he was going to appear on The Tonight Show. But then a colleague recognized him from the show. And one of his colleagues looked over at me, looked at him, said, leave Eddie alone. He said, who are you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, it's Eddie from Stranger Things. He's like, you're Eddie Munson? <laughs> and I was like, I was kind, of, kind of. He was like, do you come back next season? <laughs> I love this guy. He's I so likable. He is. Uh, speaking of fan reactions, Joseph has been overwhelmed by it. He says it's so lovely the devotion the fans have for the show, but they found space in their heart for a new character for Eddie. It's heartwarming. He said he was even moved to tears at London Comic Con. And finally, it looks like reports of Tony Dow's death were premature. While multiple news outlets cited his demise, citing a post on his official Facebook page, it was determined he's still alive. Wait, so they announced that he that Tony Dow had passed on, on his, his official, official Facebook. Facebook page. Okay. Uh, but his son, Christopher, has confirmed to TMZ saying, quote, Dad is at home under hospice care and is in his last hours. Hmm. My wife and I are by his side, along with many friends that have visited. He has a fighting heart. Apparently, the statement initially came from his management. His wife, Lauren, thought that he was dead and alerted them. The post has been taken down, and Tony, who was diagnosed with cancer in May, is still holding on. And I'm on Death Watch, still alive. Death Watch. Da, 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 da. Death Watch 2022. Did you guys know that in the, I want to say the 80s, Leave it to Beaver had a big revival. Like, they had all kinds of, they tried to bring it back. You think that this only happens today with, like, Fuller House and... No, they had a revamp of Leave it to Beaver. I remember they, that. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was all about Wally and Beaver being middle-aged. So. What? Yeah. In the 80s, it was like oh, all awesome. of the troubles they're going through as they face their 40s. <laughs> you know, and now they're, they're what? In their 80s, probably? Did they just change it to the new Leave it to Beaver? 
They did, yeah. For a while there, they they did the new Leave It to Beaver, and uh, I think Hugh Beaumont had already passed away, but Barbara Billingsley was back. They should just call like when they reboot something the new so and so. Yeah, what, the what, new Beavis and Butthead. Basically, right? The new Full House. <laughs> what was this guy's name again? Tony, Tony Dow. Dow. Tony, I thought it was Tony Finau for the longest Tony time. Tony Finau is my, nope, Tony. the golfer that I follow on the PGA Tour. No, Remember when he almost he broke his ankle? and, and That's the one I, I was like, re- Tony Finau is Tony almost Finau dead? No, no, Tony, Tony Dow. the dude that we are all obsessed with here. Tony Dow and... Jerry Mathers as the beaver. <laughs> the new beaver. You know, for, for a long time, the the dirtiest line ever spoken on television was on Leave it to Beaver. <gasps> what was it? It was when Mrs. Cleaver said, Ward, I think you went a little hard on the beaver last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh Ward. Have you seen the video of the Russian kid chess player who's playing chess against a robot? And the robot's got, like, these pneumatic arms, I guess. Robot arms? Robot arms, right. Well, the kid does something wrong, and the robot breaks his finger. Broke the kid's finger. And they said that he was able to come back the next day and continue, but it sounds like maybe he did it away from the robot because they didn't want the robot to break any more fingers. That kid's going to grow up with a fear of machinery. Or he's going to grow up knowing the danger and leading us in our rebellion against, against Skynet. Against Skynet and our robot overlords. <laughs> he could be our John Connor. <laughs> ready for fun for the whole family? Yeah! Then get ready for Rock'em Sock'em Chess Robots. The only robots that play chess, but also bring the pain. Dad takes a turn. Um, I don't know about this, but okay, let's go ahead and move the knife over here. And ow! Oh, it's got my hand. Why is it doing this? Mom takes a turn. Let me just move my bishop across the board right here and ow! Ow, it's smashing my fingers. It hurts. Get this thing off of me. Your child takes a turn. Um, no thanks. I'm not really into chess, so I guess I win. Oh, come on. It's Rock'em Sock'em Chess Robots in stores now. All right, we're going to get to our neckline calls coming up in just a few minutes. So uh, calls that we've got since yesterday's show on the way. Steve's going to come by to talk about uh, sports over the next month or so that we're going to have on KLAQ Caro D. Got a lot coming up on the show today. If you want to uh, participate, give us a call. Call us on our toll-free studio line. That's 915-910-4995. 910-4995 to get in touch with the morning show. We'll take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is headed your way right after this. The morning show that's live and local with Buzz Adams. A-plus, man. A-plus. It's awesome. 95.5 KLAQ. All right, I'm trying to figure out why... One charge on your phone bill is going to go up by 700%. Have you heard about this? What? Yeah, look on your phone bill and look at all the different charges. There's one on there called, uh, I think it's Universal Service Fee. And 
that monthly charge is going to go up by 700% on your phone bill this September. So 700%? Now, that's not a company bill. That's not a national bill or fee, right? That's a Texas fee? Uh, this is for all Texas phone users. And it is because we're all going to be paying into, if you're a phone user in Texas, we're going to be paying into a fund to pay a backlog of debt owed to rural telephone companies. So this is the universal fee means that it's a fee that you use so people out in the boondocks, you know, can have telephone service. So it's now telephone service is considered like a necessity or a basic human Wait, right. that sounds like socialism. Okay, well, I'm just telling I'm you. I'm for it. other people's. Yeah, like if somebody wants to live way back up in the, you know, as far from civilization as they can get, but still in Texas... Uh, I have to pay for it. Well, we. We I mean, have to pay I, for it. All Texans it, pay for it. Yeah. It's called the Texas Universal Service Fund, and it is going to go up by 700%, meaning a uh, typical uh, Universal Service Fund fee is $2 a month. Well, it's going to go up to $14 a month. What a joke. Um, so... The people to blame for this are the people who ran the Public Utility Commission back before the Texas freeze, and they all got bounced out for incompetence. But this huge jump in in your telephone bill is going to be because of them. Also, uh, you know, Governor Greg Abbott uh, could have fixed this thing, but both of them failed to do it. Uh, just like with the electricity crisis back in February of 2021, Abbott and his uh, previous state of utility commissioners kind of just abandoned the state and drove off and, you know, everybody else had to pick up the pieces. Every month, Texas phone users pay toward the Universal Service Fund so that dozens of rural small telephone companies can provide phone service to several millions of Americans who live in re- remote access areas. And in the past, the, uh, the universe, the, uh, the UC fell behind in making the payments, which are mandated by the Texas legislature. And, uh, back in t- June 2020, the UC staff recommended a fee increase to 6%. Uh, but the commissioner at the time, Arthur DeAndra, blocked it saying this is not a time when we should be raising taxes on people. Well, it's the law that we have to cover this gap for people who live in remote areas so that they can have telephone service. So they had a chance to do it, didn't do it. Now it's going up by 700 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nico, you wanted to promote the after buzz that we did yesterday yeah. and also a comedy showcase that you're doing this weekend right uh yes that is right uh we had the after buzz yesterday and very special guest mr robert holguin your nightly news anchor on kfox 14 and uh we just talked about uh his life and kind of his uh love of comedy he's a big comedy nerd so that was a good episode yesterday that's up right now wherever you find he did a documentary about the late el paso comic freddie soto late great mr freddie soto so you were, you were in that documentary. I right? was. I was the new 
talent of El Paso comedy that they were kind of getting the perspective on. Yeah, so if you check out yesterday's After Buzz, uh, Robert Holguin uh, joins us, talks about working with Roland Emmerich on movies. Right. Like uh, The Day, Day After, After Tomorrow, Tomorrow, which Robert was in. And, uh, you know, uh, a, a nice long conversation there with our friend Robert Holguin. Now, your comedy showcase this weekend. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, it's a comedy uh, open mic, actually, that I will be personally hosting all these uh, open mics I do on the weekends from now on, uh, just because I want to get back into it, and I haven't had as much time since I've been on the show. So, Blazing Tree Brewery, this Saturday at 8 p.m., it's 11426 Rojas Drive. Uh, also, if you follow me on Facebook, at Nico Adjective, all of that stuff is there. All right. You ready to catch some of our... Neckline calls. Woo! All right. I just want to see where I want to start. You really took a shelling yesterday about saying some things that were inaccurate about the greater Midland Odessa area. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. I am now a public enemy number one. Of the Midland, the Greater Midland area. Have, have you have you apologized yet? I I didn't even know. But I am sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were Van Horn. <laughs> <laughs> Nico once went to Van Horn, and for whatever reason, he thought he was in Odessa. Not once. And he was... No, no, no. I did this every weekend. I would drive up to Van Horn, spend the night in the hospital where we, the ambulance was based out of, and just provide ambulance service, service all weekend long, and drive back on. Uh, Monday. Okay, but so you were there several times, and all that time you were under the mistaken impression that you were actually in Odessa. No, not under the, all that time. I'm just an or idiot. You just forgot. I just forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, just calling about the whole Nico and Midland Odessa thing. I was born and raised in Odessa. The place sucks. <laughs> Nothing special about it. Midland is not better. They just think they're better. Uh, I've lived, you know, across the country, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, moved to Scotland, France, Italy. Now I'm living in Austin. There's nothing special about Midland and Odessa. They got a fancy airport that they love to tout around, but that's it. Do they? They love see, to tat it around. You had said that they don't have an airport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that, that is their best right. property they got, there. They got a drive tell pass. You said that after, after we clarified all the stuff about. Oh yeah, Odessa has several WalMarts. Then even after that, and you knew I don't that think they have an airport. <laughs> no, yeah. Now they do. apparently they have a very nice airport. <laughs> We got a lot of comments coming in uh, about Megan, Megan McCormick, who's joined the show, Woo! is doing news for us. So, um, you know, just brace yourself. Uh, you know, we I'll, get take these comments. Some, I'll take some of it. Take some away from Nico. He's right. had a lot of pain these last couple of days. Welcome, welcome, Megan. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show on that because God, Nico did not do the news well. But I welcome you. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I hated doing the news because I sucked at it. And I'm the only one who was there to do it. I told Nico I'll take over the news. Oh, yeah. Um, I will not try and do stand-up. So yeah. the question is, why does the KLAQ moron show... <laughs> oh, it's our fan again. Yeah. This dude calls ...have a lot. need to bring on another on-air personality... When there's really not a need to. Oh. I think I know Thanks. why. Wow. Hey, Nico, you're being phased out, bro. <laughs> and it's no wonder because 
really, nobody likes you. If you show up late, if you show up at all, Apparently you like listening. You talk smack to the main guy. <laughs> Listen to the feedback that you get when people call in. You're insulting people from Midland Odessa. <laughs> you can't do the news worth a darn. You don't have any real personality and you contribute nothing. Wow. Oh. How do you feel oh, about that? That was a little harsh. Yeah. That was a little harsh. I don't care what he thinks. <laughs> Whatever so, this guy thinks is the last thing I care about. Be very nice to Megan because this is probably you're phasing out <laughs> and uh, you're slowly going the way of Brandon Coates. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should probably just get ahead of this. On Friday and Monday, Joanna's off. <laughs> And all I just right. know that people are going to tune in and notice you're not on the air. And, and they'll all... be like, and there's this new girl that's R- here. Right. And you can just see how the rumor mill is going to run oh wild. God. So I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah. Yes. This is out. All... I'm already going to be off Friday and Monday. I am not replacing Joanna. Joanna Normally, I would say, let's us. go, Brandon. Uh-huh. But in this case, I'll say, let's go, Nico. Let's go, What's that in Nico. reference to? I think just let's go, Brandon. I don't get it, though. This kind of doesn't make sense. Oh, is this the guy that also tried to make the uh, joke where he didn't deliver it right? Yes, the Schwinn one. Arisa Schwinn. And this is also the same guy who was all mad because Buzz left when his shoulder was hurting. Oh, this This dude. guy keeps listening, and he keeps Oh, he's in. our biggest fan. Yeah, yeah. I love when people like this call. Yeah. I love it. I love when these guys get go, riled up. Go read the article at KLAQ.com about somebody who paid to have bumper stickers, produce, like professional bumper stickers, that say... It might, might Do you remember what the bumper stickers said? Ditch, Ditch Buzz, Buzz Adams. Adams. Yeah. El Paso knows better. better. Yeah. What if it was this guy? But you know we what? We need a name for him. Uh, this, oh, we do because he does. Well, he does bad jokes. Seshwin was a terrible one. I know, but every time he calls, bad I feel like jokes. we need a name. Hmm. Well, or, Nico or, Jimian's or, already taken. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. ODG. Okay, Maggie the Meg. Now that you're part of the Buzz Adams Supreme Court, we got a few questions for you. Question one, what is a woman? Question two, do you say caramel or caramel? Question three, no one says caramel. do you say mayonnaise or mayonnaise? Question four, what is a burrito? I do. I first of all, nobody's nobody says caramel. It's either caramel or caramel. Sherbet and sherbet thing all over again. Not even because he's saying something that nobody says. I'm sure somebody some caramel. Caramel. Like you say, caramel or caramel. Nobody's caramel. Caramel. Now I can't even say. I'm putting like caramel. Caramel or caramel? caramel One time or caramel. I tried to say, like, which also one do you in say? Spanish. You know, um, I definitely use both. I feel like if I'm trying to be fancy, I say caramel. But if I'm in a rush... <laughs> Just caramel. Give me caramel like, candy. Like, give me McDonald's ice cream with caramel. So I think I say both. If you're not trying to impress anybody, you say caramel. Yeah. But if you want to send... If I want to impress our listeners, caramel, like caramel. Yeah, <laughs> I used to live not too far from Carmel, California. Oh, so that I was love a Carmel. Nut, yeah, Carmel's great, but yeah. that's another thing. 
that just muddies the water about that Another pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. What were the other questions? Um, <laughs> Question three. Do you say mayonnaise or mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. 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 Because ma- mayonnaise. mayonnaise is not fancy, period. So I don't even say mayonnaise. 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 Yeah, mayonnaise. I had a question for you. Is salad dressing just another name for mayonnaise? No. Like Hellman's salad dressing, it looks like mayonnaise, and I Why put it on it a sandwich. That and is, it tastes maybe. like mayonnaise. Maybe it is. But they call it salad dressing. It's mayonnaise. Yeah, but why do they... Doesn't Don't they say salad dressing on some jars of mayonnaise? I don't think I've seen that. <gasps> That's the question of the day I'm putting on Facebook. Question four. What is a burrito? Well, this <laughs> yeah. this is for all the marbles here. Yeah. This oh, this is, is some dangerous territory. Controversial. Yeah. Please what? choose your words wisely. Okay. What is a burrito? Yeah. It is a tortilla. Okay. With ingredients inside, wrapped up tight. <laughs> what kind of tortilla? Uh, flour or corn. <gasps> Soft or hard? Well, and the only reason why I say flour or corn is because I have family members with allergies. And if oh, they're yeah. allergic to gluten, then they have to have the corn tortilla. They can't have flour. I'll allow that. So don't don't <laughs> don't hurt me that bad for that. And then what? What was the? What would you? Corn? What was the fi- final tortilla question? Uh, hard or hard soft. or soft shell? <laughs> oh, uh, soft, right? How do you have a hard shell burrito? Thank you. You can't have a hard shell burrito. All right, Joanna, can you encapsulate the? That's a chimichanga. That's yeah, a fried burrito, burrito. right? It's a chimichanga. <gasps> One of my faves. Okay, so the breakfast tacos. <laughs> they have tacos. The break that's what they don't they call them breakfast they tacos? Call them but they're breakfast tacos, burritos. But they're on a flour tortilla. Megan, to me, anything that's on a flour tortilla, it's a burrito. I'm I'm with you on that. Don't call it a taco. I'm gonna agree. Don't call it a taco. Joanna, I am gonna look to you for this uh taco burrito situation. Thank you. And I'm gonna trust you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Dr. Fauci. Hey guys, it's Dr. Fauci. Oh, that's Dr. Fauci. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is a bounty box. It only mainly spread between gay men, so you and Rachel need to get the vaccine and then get boosted with another booster and the booster and the booster and the booster. I'm boosted and boosted. Okay, wait, let's break. One, this guy calls in pretty often, right? I don't know. Fauci, well, does he have our checks for the week? (laughs) No, no, this is the guy that does that gravelly voice that always calls in. And I've always asked you, is this guy, does his voice sound like that for real? Or do you think he's doing a character? Wait, are they saying that that's how people get monkeypox now, is gay sex? Sexually transmitted, yeah. Monkeypox is sexually transmitted. That's where most of the cases are popping up, yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, good. Then I'm not going to worry about it. Well, this guy says, <laughs> right? This guy says both you and me should worry about it if it is. Oh. Because <laughs> he's calling us. Oh, it's, oh, he's homophobic. Yeah, he's homophobic. Oh, I get it. All right. Oh. Wait, is that the only way you get it? No, I don't think it's the only way, but it is the the main source of transmission. Right oh, okay, now. so probably we're not going to have to deal with social distancing or staying no, indoors that's why I said monkey pox. That's why right? I said condoms was probably the biggest preventive. Uh, all right. right. Also, there's vaccines for monkey pox now. Very limited vaccines. Two. Only two types. And they're in super short supply. Okay, I don't mean for this to sound insensitive or ignorant, but it might sound both of those things, so I apologize ahead of time. I expect it anyways. 
wasn't there a period in the AIDS pandemic where it was like, well, we think it jumped over from monkeys to humans? Yes. Do you remember that? Well, it's not. No, it is. I mean, that, that that's probably where AIDS did come from. Yeah. And also it's called zoonotic transmission. And monkeypox is doing it the same way. No, shut up. What you, you know better yeah, than that yeah. is monk. No, is monkeypox? Come on, you know related than, to AIDS in some. No, way. it's not related to AIDS. Okay, the, the well, name, I just wanted to get was... you know get an answer Wait, out there. Really? I don't know. You wanted to? Com- I hear AIDS and monkeys start yeah, AIDS. AIDS and monkeys, and then and they then have a thing monkey called monkeypox that it started in gay bathhouses. I I don't think it's an outrageous question, I, and I'm asking a question. It's not that outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. Monkeypox is just called... Mo- AIDS has nothing to do with monkeys other than maybe hundreds of years ago or, or a long time ago that it it uh, transferred over. So it does have something to do with monkeys. Possibly. Well, yeah, but I don't think monkeypox actually does have anything to do with monkeys. Mo- okay. Like, people have not been banging monkeys to get monkeypox. They need to... To clear up confusion, they should just name it after where you primarily get it. So this should be bathhouse pox. <laughs> right, just to help everything, keep everything straight. This should be called grinder pox. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back in just a few minutes. I've got the good news, bad news of the week on the way, and we're going to have that coming up for you in just a moment. Buzz Adams and the KLAQ Morning Show. Boris, some of us have come to call it. Freak out! The Freak. The forecast has a change. We're still calling for a 15 to 20 percent chance of rain every day this week, including the weekend. Uh, so 15 to 25 percent chance of rain uh, is going to be hanging around in the forecast. It's pretty overcast out there. Uh, also, mid 90s for high temperatures today, though. High only 91. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yes. Break out the ski gear. Uh, I was able to sit outside yesterday for a while and not and not peel over. Yeah, nice. There was like a little nice breeze <laughs> yeah, going on. It was nice. it was not too bad. Yeah. Right. Ninety one for the high temperature today, then mid nineties for the remainder of the week. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up your tee times and reservations. You could do it all online now at paintedunes.com or you can uh call them and set up the tea time the old fashioned way, nine one five eight two one two one two two. That's Eight two one two one two two for Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. I wanted to mention a couple of uh, things that are going on. Uh, did you know that the Attorney General of Texas is feuding with the State Bar of Texas because they are suing him over his actions in the twenty twenty challenge to the presidential election results? Trump won Texas. Yes. And Ken Paxton is the attorney general of the state of Texas. So, so he's what saying did he that do? Trump didn't win? I don't no, understand. he's saying he was interjecting in the uh, Georgia, Arizona, and Michigan uh, elections. So he why was challenging the elections in four battleground states, not including Texas. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, it was you know part of this 
part of this entire effort, which was, you know, the Supreme Court declined to hear his case. And now uh, Ken Paxton is banning any lawyers from his office from speaking at any events organized by the State Bar of Texas. We're talking about the fight between the Attorney General, Ken Paxton, and the State Bar, who's suing him over 2020. I just think it's interesting that Trump won Texas, so he didn't even get in trouble for trying to challenge the results in Texas. He was challenging the results in states like Georgia and Arizona. Which the attorney general of Texas probably can't do. Um, So now he's firing back and saying, oh, yeah, if you guys have any event, no lawyers from my office are are going (laughs) to attend. The lawsuit filed by the state bar of Texas seeks to challenge... Uh, A.G. Paxson over his high-profile challenge to the 2020 election results, which the U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear. The professional misconduct lawsuit alleges that Paxson misrepresented that he had uncovered, quote, substantial evidence of voter fraud when he tried to block Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin from casting the decisive electoral college votes that handed Joe Biden his victory over Donald Trump. In the lawsuit, Paxson's efforts, according to the state bar, quote, were not supported by any charge, indictment, judicial finding, or credible or admissible evidence. You might remember, he put out a a prize of, was it $50,000? It was a lot of money. He said he would give it to anybody who could under, uncover evidence of election tampering. So somebody came forward, presented evidence of somebody uh wasn't it a Republican? It was a Republican who cast the vote for Donald Trump and I think like used his ex-wife, cast his ex-wife's vote. He got the money. Ken Paxton had to write the guy who, who brought him this evidence the check. Wow. That he promised to do. Um, Paxton has gotten back up from other statewide Republican officials, including Governor Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Earlier in May, after Paxton got word that the bar was going to sue him, he announced an investigation into the bar foundation for, quote, facilitating mass influx of illegal aliens. So it's every time that they try to hold him accountable, he comes up with something that he throws right back in their face. Now, the Texas Bar Association, is that a a legal entity or a state entity or is that a private group? You're asking the wrong guy. (laughs) I I don't know that. Do you want to see Matt Gates get absolutely drilled by a guest on CNN? Uh, yeah. All right. So this was, this was the event over the weekend, and uh, Matt Gates was talking about Mike Pence and basically saying that Mike Pence, once again, this was Donald Trump's second in command who did every single thing Donald Trump ever told him to do up to the point of actually participating in a coup, and now they hate him. So here's what Matt Gates has to say. And then the guest on CNN uh, just just nails him. Our America is proudly ultra MAGA, not some low energy roadside rhino safari. What? <laughs> you should be a poet. <laughs> roadside road. You should write literature. Oh, my God. That was gorgeous. On that note, let me just say what everybody here knows. Mike Pence will never be president. Nice guy, not a leader. 
they are just smart. Well, I don't know if Mike Pence will run for president in 2024, but I don't think Matt Gates will have an impact on that. In fact, I'd be surprised if he was still voting. It's more likely he'll be in prison for child sex trafficking by 2024. And I'm actually surprised that Florida law enforcement still allows him to speak to teenage conferences like that. So I'm not too worried about Matt Gates. <laughs> <laughs> this was at that turning point. Yeah, turning point USA. A lot of college age conservatives yep. are into it. <laughs> this guy's saying, I'm surprised that law enforcement even I'm lets him go talk to youth groups. <laughs> Matt Gates, uh, Republican <laughs> congressman from Florida, is under a federal investigation for sex trafficking and obstruction of justice. Gates has denied uh, the charges, but that was a that was a pretty epic smackdown. Yeah, right. Well, there were Venmo me. receipts, right? Isn't that uh, there was? Uh, yeah, definitely some Venmo. Uh, and there was a text uh, a, conversation. A county commissioner involved. Mm-hmm. Something Greenberg. Yeah, um, basically setting him up with like sixteen year olds. So he thinks Matt Gates probably to... won't even get to vote right by the time twenty twenty four comes around. Thoughts on what Matt Gates just said? Uh, well, I don't care. Who cares? He's going to prob- be in prison. He probably, he'll probably be in prison. They do not treat short eyes very kindly in prison. That's the uh, prison lingo for uh, child. Yeah, child. Dealers. Sex crime stuff. Sh- yeah. He's short? Did you say short, short eyes? eyes. Oh, short, short eyes. eyes. Short eyes. You know the unfortunate part? I learned that from the HBO uh prestige drama Oz. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? I think Mike Pence is uh, doing a lot of speeches right now and going around. He is, but it's generating no energy at all. I mean, people who support Trump are not going to vote for Pence. People who think Pence did the right thing well, he's not running. Probably on, he's not, not gonna, running on doing the right thing. He's running on saying, "I love Trump." He's running on saying, "We did great things when we right. were in office." Other than the insurrection, even and the it. to throw it, doesn't he even just ignores it. that. But he doesn't go in there saying, "I did." Trump sucks. It's really he's riding the coattails of the person who tried to inspire his followers to lynch Mike Pence, and I don't know that I've ever seen a more pathetic display in my life. Um. Also, just the way that a lot of Democrats are rushing to lionize Mike Pence. Right. You know, oh, he's, he's did, a hero. He deserves, you know, our support. I mean, it's he like, did the basic. He part followed of the, he the, law. the law. Right. Exactly. He's a Republican who who didn't break the law. It's let's a party throw of a law in order. Let's break <laughs> the law again. He's breaking the law. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our good news, bad news of the week. This Woo! is where we look at some of our major stories that have taken place over the last seven to ten days. And we look at both the positive and negative aspects of each of our stories. So every dark cloud has a silver lining. <laughs> is the glass half full or half empty? Uh, that's what the good news, bad news of the week is all about. Oh, bad news. Uh, bad news from last week. President Joe Biden tested positive for COVID. Oh, no, man. Good news. Good news. It's the first positive news for Biden since he took office. So. <laughs> uh. More bad news. Oh, man. Yeah, bad news. The U.S. recorded its first polio case oh, in over a decade. Man. Oh, my God. We had eradicated polio. Ouch. And as long as people would just keep vaccinating their kids, we wouldn't have polio. But guess what? That's the bad news. First recorded U.S. case of polio in over a decade. Mm-mm-mm. That is not good. No, but there's good news. There is good news. There's a sliver of hope. Hipster anti-vaxxers will probably try and catch it since it's so vintage. 
Old school polio. Old school polio. Good news. Right, a little celebrity news. A really sweet moment at Jennifer Lopez's birthday celebration in Paris. Cameras caught husband Ben Affleck getting teary-eyed in the middle he's of J-Lo's... He's always crying. Right. So many pictures of him just... He was welling up with tears during J-Lo's birthday celebration. Oh, bad news. Bad news. It turned out that was the exact moment when Ben realized how much more expensive Jennifer Lopez is than Jennifer Garner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we started with a COVID story. We're going to end with a COVID story. <laughs> okay. Bad news. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin is isolating after testing positive for COVID. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Good news? Okay. Not to worry, say big oil and coal lobbyists. <laughs> we'll just wear hazmat suits when we deliver his bribe money. <laughs> and uh, that is the good news, bad news of the week. We'll get a break in here when we come back. Megan McCormick with news headlines on the way. Got some local breaking news for you guys. And also, I'm going to tell you how you can win a billion dollars. Billion dollars. Billion. It looks like everyone has agreed on one. And all of it is good. Good morning. And the weather's good. It's nice to see you all again. Good morning, Mary Sunshine. And how are we today? Get an early start on the news today, and Megan McCormick has our top headlines. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. I've got some local breaking news in El Paso. Two dead and multiple others are injured in rollover crash in Santa Teresa. Law Law enforcement officials and Border Patrol are responding to a rollover crash involving 12 people. Police officials say that Border Patrol was pursuing an SUV when the SUV crashed. Two people were pronounced dead on the scene, two others critically injured, and eight individuals were transported with minor injuries. The call came in this morning at 4.45 a.m. Border Patrol, New Mexico State Police, and Anthony Fire are all responding. The police chief will be speaking soon, but he has not yet. Here are the lucky numbers. 7, 29, 60, 63, 66 and the mega ball is 15. Still no winner. Mega Millions jackpot swells to over a billion. That is before taxes. No one picked all six numbers last night, and that means the jackpot has now grown to an estimated 1.02 billion. <sighs> it's not all bad news that there was no winner. One ticket was sold in Ohio, matched five numbers, and that person won three million. Now, there were eight other tickets, including two each in New Jersey and two in New York, as well as one in California, Florida, Illinois. And that matched five numbers to win one million. The next drawing is Friday at 11 Eastern. It'll be nine mountain time for you guys. So should I do something like the CEO of Raising Canes is doing? He yes. bought 50,000 50, Powerball tickets. For his employees. Yeah. And he says, if any of those tickets win, we're going we're gonna to split it equally. That's super, yeah, please do that. So should yeah, I go out and buy us. a bunch of Powerball tickets? Yes. We might not be on the air on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know why if we're not. <laughs> no. I'm not going to buy 50,000 tickets. But there will be signs. <laughs> but I might buy 50 tickets. But Let's do it. Somebody handed me a lottery card. I, and I forgot who it was. Somebody just handed me a lotto card, and I didn't know what to do with it. Like, I don't know 
Are you supposed to scratch off everything on it, or do you only scratch? I don't know how to play. Scratch? Well, scratches are different than Lotto. Uh, see, I don't even know that. Then Mega Ball, you have to pick numbers for Mega Ball. You got well, or you do the automated numbers, like you can say, pick for me. And how much are tickets? I think like a buck, buck, buck fifty maybe. So instead of fifty thousand, like raising canes, what if I did fifty? Sure. And we all split it. Sure. I mean, we leave Megan out because she's so Are new. Are you? She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so mean to me. It's nice that it's not me now. <laughs> so if you get five numbers correctly, you still get You still money? get a million dollars. Of it? Yeah. You get a million if you get five. How much five, do you get for right? just two numbers? Uh, Twelve dollars or something. I, 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 yeah, like ten bucks? I, I think you get something. I would yeah. buy for those ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my money. All right, I'll do it. All right. All right. Buzz and I have luck together when we work together. Like that time you bought me that raffle ticket at the Chihuahuas game and I won $600. (laughs) That's awesome. Did you split that with Buzz? No. No. (laughs) That was never even discussed. (laughs) It was. (laughs) Wham, bam, thank you, Buzz. (laughs) He was older, was too. Attorney General Garland hints at possible Trump prosecution. Merrick Garland says the Department of Justice has one focus. We pursue justice without fear or favor. The nation's attorney general isn't getting into questions involving a potential indictment of former President Trump in relation to last year's Capitol riot. In an interview with NBC's Lester Holt, Garland dodged the question about prosecuting former President Trump more fervently should he decide to run for re-election. We intend to hold everyone, anyone who was criminally responsible for the events surrounding January 6th for any attempt to interfere with the lawful transfer of power from one administration to another. See, I think that's the key there of what he said was, uh, and and. Anybody with the Department of Justice plays it pretty close to the vest, so they're kind of the opposite of the of the January Sixth Commission, which is all about publicity, right, right, and being slickly produced. The Department of Definitely Justice works produced. in a way that you don't know that they're coming for you mm-hmm. until they've got you, <laughs> or that they're coming for you. But so that's why everybody's playing this guessing game. But the fact that Merrick Garland said, "Can I hear that? Can, can you play the last quote one more time?" We intend to hold everyone anyone who was criminally responsible for the events surrounding January 6th for any attempt to interfere with the lawful transfer of power from one administration to another. I think if he had just stopped criminally uh, the, the events of January 6th, th- and if he had stopped there, that would have fallen short. But he said anybody trying to interfere with lawful transfer of power, that is pretty meaningful because... It's you got to follow that all the way up to the top, though. I mean, that's a thing that 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 goes all the way to the chief executive. So, I mean, looking at it at this point, you got to you got to charge him. I mean, you've gotta if charge you don't, the, you got to charge I, I, the, pre, the former president with a crime. Listen, even a, even you know, Trump supporter or not, it's it really sends a precedent that is mm-hmm. uh, could be detrimental to our to our democracy. I mean, it's right. not it's not really. A, a not big deal. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, and a new uh, report has come out that the Department of Justice is uh, interviewing Trump aides about yes. the there fake is electors. A, I, I just uh, have to let you know, there is an entirely 
bizarro version of America where everything that we're talking about is lies. Trump did nothing wrong. If anything, he did everything right. And mm-hmm. people, so there is this yes. entire mirror universe of America going right. Yeah. Where everything yeah, that yeah. we're saying, we sound like saps and fools. Oh, somebody yeah, in yeah, uh, on yeah. Instagram called us Soros shills yesterday. Well, I certainly haven't seen any of that Soros money. I saw you gave Beto some, so if you can give Beto some, I'm sure some of that Soros money can trickle down. That'd be nice. (laughs) I haven't seen a dime of that. It's it's the problem with celebrity government officials, I think, because, I I mean, for me personally, I I try not to look at governmental officials like celebrities because you overlook their job and what they're supposed to be doing. And these people actually have... Right, I don't want to them to be entertainers. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, no... Listen, best thing about America, you can support whoever you want to you know, support. The thing that they did, uh, and this is Bannon, and, you know, more... They just found, like, the perfect instrument for mm-hmm. what they wanted to do was instead of arguing about the validity of ideas, what they just... Got everybody on that far side. Cold of the, of personality. Well, cold of personality, but also don't believe the truth or at least doubt the truth or put some kind of doubt. So you can operate under your own set of facts. You know, you can choose the ones you like. And if there are facts that are coming out of this January 6th commission, just don't watch. Just bury your head in the sand. Well, for, we're in an era of uh, over-information. Alternative you, facts. You, you it's find- too much information. But it's also not enough good information. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, you can find the you can find your opinion oh, yeah. as fact. On, you can wherever, go anywhere you, know. you want to yes, on television, absolutely. internet, radio, yes. and find somebody who's already saying what what it is you want to believe, and then you just go in and you you dig in with that, and mm-hmm. you know. Well, that's I think what the problem is is the misinformation. I mean, at least give us all a, a, a level playing field. I know I'm speaking pipe dreams, but I mean, if we can all at least have correct information. <laughs> right. Then we can nope. have differing opinions, nope. and and we can. That's in 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 still the engage in the and, MAGA world. You just dig in. You just yeah, ignore everything that's in front of you. Oh, uh, Trump didn't encourage those people, and besides, they were Antifa. They weren't actually Trump supporters. Right, okay, right. so they were Trump supporters, but Trump was joking, and, and he yeah. wanted to stop them, and he offered the guard troop. By the way, and the election was stolen. Uh, yeah, and the election was stolen. Right, so yeah. you fall back on that. So you've got all this different stuff. Did you fall Donald back Trump on. really request 10,000 troops? He troop? didn't. So his, uh, his defense secretary, who had replaced Mark Esper, so this was the guy. Esper resigned because... You know, everybody listening just says, you have Trump derangement syndrome. Like, anybody listening to this would just be like, Buzz is on another Trump rant again. The the definition of Trump derangement (laughs) syndrome has got to be when you're unwilling to open your eyes and look at the facts surrounding what happened and how unfit this individual is to to hold that kind of – or any kind of office, really. Um, and I agree with Megan, though, about the celebrity politicians. Oh, we should almost ban politicians from being able to have uh, Instagrams, YouTube accounts, Facebook profiles. They should just have to run with their local ads, you know, billboards or yeah. whatever. Um, I, and when anybody this talks about governing by tweet is is a bad direction for our democracy to be going. When anybody says Joe Biden's so sleepy or low energy, even Matt Gates, Gates said, talked about energy and, and uh, Trump was always like... And I have energy. I'm so much more entertaining. I don't want well, anybody I, to be entertaining so in government. people that are running for office. So these are po- politically involved people who are running for office as Republicans in Arizona. And they were interviewing him. Uh, you know, this, these are people that buy the, the lie that the uh, 2020 election was stolen. And 
the reason they'll give when you get right down to it, a lot of them are just like, I just look at Biden and I, I just don't see him getting that many votes. He just doesn't seem to have that. Kind, I don't feel it's not dealing with facts. It's dealing with how you feel. And that's what you used to criticize liberals about, because if you're on the right side of things, you would say, oh, you just feel like this is the right thing to do. Why don't you go with facts? And now all of this surrounding the 2020 election hoax or lie is well, I just feel like Joe Biden couldn't beat Donald Trump. So, and also, a lot of people were voting that don't look like me and don't agree with me, and their votes probably shouldn't count. So, I'm very comfortable embracing this counterfactual lie. Hashtag, hashtag Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. I'm sorry so many people have it. <laughs> I think, I, I'm so sorry. You know how, they so just, many you know how Trump just changed I'm the definition of fake news? Sick. Fake news. <laughs> Trump just changed the definition of fake news. Fake news, right. I want to change the definition. Fake of news originally was like Russia changing narratives. North Korea, or North Korea changing yeah. narratives. In their, and that was fake news. Or having, you know. There was not much original. Russian content, troll though. farms who were in there, you know, just causing Making problems. Up stuff. That was fake news. And he's like, no, no, no. Fake news. ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, everything but Fox News. Oh, wait a minute. Fox News. Somebody said something bad about me. They're also fake news now. It's just. You don't – a really, really successful liar doesn't convince people of the lie. All they have to do is convince them to doubt the truth. Yes. Just doubt the truth enough that there's a little sliver and then you'll fill in wow. the rest for us. That sounded almost profound, Buzz. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else? Record-breaking flooding in the St. Louis, Missouri area has blamed for at least one death. Police say the victim was trapped in a vehicle submerged under more than eight feet of water. Weather watchers say it was the wettest day in the city's history. Battalion Chief Gary McCutcheon of the O'Fallon Fire District says dozens of people had to be rescued from floodwaters as nearly a foot of rain fell yesterday. And it was flowing very fast, so it was not water that a homeowner could have swam across. The St. Louis Fire Department says dozens of people had to be rescued from floodwaters as nearly a foot of rain fell, and the waters rose quickly. Missouri's lieutenant governor has declared a state of emergency, signing an executive order on behalf of Governor Mike Parson, who is traveling outside of the country. As for what's next, officials say the water's still high in many areas with roads closed and power still cut off and with more rain expected today and tomorrow. They're urging residents to pay attention to official channels for direction. If you hear, well, they had a foot of rain, but they had eight eight feet of accumulation. Wow, yeah. The way that happens in El Paso, I, I assume it probably happens similar, is... You get a bunch of rain. Like yeah. when, when El Paso floods, we don't get a foot of rain. No. We get a few inches, but what happens is it starts backing up. Yep. And it starts going down into those lower-lying areas. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you've got three, four feet of rain on Donovan. <laughs> you know, because there are those swells. It's it happens to, fast, yeah, yeah. too. I mean, it's... So you don't, you don't need eight feet of rain to get eight feet of water. Right. Yeah. Good news, guys. Male birth control pill nearing human trials. Nico... I'm going to do a human trial. Male birth control? Sure. sure. Yeah, glad you pointed me out first. Does the Supreme Court say it's okay? It's a natural progression. Does the Supreme Court say it's okay for me to use it? <laughs> well, the University of Minnesota could, Minnesota, Minnesota could soon begin human trials for the birth control pill for men developed at that school. 
Medical chemistry professor and department head Gunda George says trials in mice show the drug to be 99% effective at preventing pregnancy. George says the effects are 100% reversible within four to six weeks of discontinuing use. Your Choice Therapeutics has licensed, licensed the drug and is submitting a request to the FDA for phase one trials on men starting later this year. I'm just glad Megan assumed I'm getting some. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a human trial. No, you're going to do the trial. I, but I might not have anybody it use it. Right. Yeah. You- we'll never know the results. <laughs> you don't think they would provide all, uh, you know. Can't have a trial if the prosecution doesn't show up. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta provide the prosecution. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And finally, Trevor Reed, the former U.S. Marine once imprisoned by Russia, says the White House is not doing enough to get others out of the situation he was in. Reed made his comments while speaking to NBC News about WNBA star Brittany Griner and Paul Wellen. The White House has the ability to get them out extremely fast, and they clearly have chosen not to do that. Yeah, he's right. I think. No, in my opinion, they're not doing enough. What Sorry. his opinions are not doing enough. <laughs> yeah, they could probably yeah. make some kind of deal. That's what the Russians are looking for. A prisoner swap or some kind of concession or whatever. And if they wanted to do it, they they could. Wait, I'm just not sure that it works. So you think that the, the the Russians really care more about the merchant of death than they do about causing such a media storm. They know. They love. They know that having Britney Griner is causing all kinds of psychological yeah. effects damage. on damage on, on yeah. the country. Just having no, an I'm American. Her. Un- her. There are definitely back channel, at least, negotiations sure. going they, on between absolutely. The, the administration but and the Russians. The, the, the Russians would not give her away because she's a, a leverage. She's leverage for them. I mean, it, I don't think it's that easy. I don't they think whoever this is. right now. I, I, no, I think the hesitation is this merchant of death uh, guy that we have in U.S. custody. They might be trying to say, the, the administration might be trying to say, all right, the merchant of death is worth more than just a WNBA star. We want you to give us the WWE NBA star and the Whelan guy who's still in custody. They or, might be trying to work out a sweeter deal. Or for Russia it. could be turning it down. They could be offering the merchant of death and Russia could be saying, no, we're okay. Because why? What? What do they have to lose? Does getting him back really affect them that much? No. If anything, holding on to Brittany Griner, holding her above that over would us, be pretty humiliating for the U.S. That we trade somebody who's maybe. sneaking in a vape pen, I believe, for a guy who is an international arms trafficker. That would make us. Maybe. That would yeah. be humiliating. Mm-hmm. It would make us look weak. It would get Brittany Griner back. You don't think it makes us look weaker? Yeah. That, no. no. They, of, they than have just us holding over, her. They have us over a barrel, and yeah. I think yeah, they might be milking it, but also I think they'd be willing to make a deal if. Uh, See, no. I don't think so. I don't think that they would be willing to make any deal. I think having Brittany Griner is a huge. Brittany Griner's a hostage. She's yes. not a prisoner. She's, a, She's hostage. a hostage, and that's what it is. And they're they're negotiating, and I don't know what they're asking for. I'm sure they probably said what their terms are, and they haven't been acceptable so far to the mm-hmm. administration. So whatever's going on, I'm not. Nobody's privy to it. Right. No, Which but is, they're not just ignoring. They're not going to tell. You know, they're not. Gonna, right. They're not yeah, going to announce is a, what they're doing. So you don't huge, really know, but. 
embarrassment for the, the United States. For the United States. Absolutely. And it's United one United of the few States. ways that, that Putin can really confront the United States. But, and say, ha, you're yeah. not that powerful. Yeah, look, you can't we, even get we your, have your WNBA star. You can't yeah, even but, get her out. But this is a, it's a perfect situation for Putin because the, the United States is not, a, I mean, listen, it's not united even with this situation. I mean, there are a lot of Americans that think she should be in jail, don't know who she is, don't care who she is. I mean, it's not like it's LeBron James over there, which is, you know. It's if an it were, athlete. Right. That, if it were a huge America male does star, not, you know, we'd be making a deal for exactly, Tom Brady. Exactly. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> if they grab Tom Brady, let me get a call here. It's Jay, real quick. Hi, Jay. Hi. How you doing? Doing good. We were just talking about Brittany Griner and what it's going to take to get the Russians to let her so, go. You know, there's an article that was written in the, I don't know if it was the New York Times or it was some someone who actually helped capture the, the that Russian uh, arms dealer guy. The merchant of death. The merchant of death. And he was saying, he goes, of all the work that we did to get this guy, you know, don't get me wrong, we want for any back. And, and, and definitely it is, it is for psychological and purposeful and, and political reasons. But, yeah, I don't think that's a fair swap at all. You know, I mean, I, I think she, she made a mistake. Unfortunately, you know, they, they don't take into consideration that she probably helped that Soviet commerce uh, 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 right. on the basketball, which is her, her notoriety playing there, mm-hmm. um, you know, help them out fight financially. But like I said, I think, yeah, I wouldn't trade her for that merchant. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but if, if you're going to do the, the, the merchant of death, then you want to trade for a whole bunch more people. And I'm, I'm with you on that. There has this, it's just not a one to one trade. Yeah, I mean, uh, hindsight being twenty twenty and everything, I guess if you'd have told her, yeah, don't bring uh, a vape pen with a little bit of resin in it because normally they probably wouldn't care, but since you're a high profile American and uh, it's got to get, you know. She right, probably right. wishes she but hadn't I mean, done it, but, but uh, yeah, it was medically yeah, prescribed. Right. By the way, but, Russia is not a drug-free country. They've right, got major yeah, drug right. trafficking that goes on with the with the Russian mob. Yeah, and the cherry pick. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you, Jay. I appreciate the call. Yeah, thank you. All right. Have a great one. And uh, there are news headlines. Thank you, Megan. With your news, I'm Megan McCormick. Let's take a break. We'll come back and get uh, into more of the show. On 95.5 KLAQ, more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is on the way right after this. The morning show that's live and local. The best of... Coming back, five, four, three, two... This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Pumping Ink Tattoo, the corner of Dyer and Monroe, and you can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. Kaplowitz. I'm a big, stupid jerk. I'm a pain in your ass. I drink all your beer. I'll eat the last slice. I always need a ride. Nobody likes me. All right, Steve Kaplowitz uh, joins us from our partner station, 600 ESPN El Paso. Good morning. Do you like how that just comes second nature to me? Now I get the 
imaging and the call sign and everything right. Well, after 27 years, I'm excited. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Hold you, that no, off. You, that, that has changed multiple times well, in the 27 I mean, years. Not in a while. I mean, I think I think that has been the same since 2010. So we're talking at least 12 years now. You've figured it out. Huh. I'm proud. Huh. Hey, uh, before we start talking about the uh, schedule, Steve, there was something that, you, yes. that came up on your show that a lot of people commented on. You wanted to run it by us and see what we thought about it. But you we- said the entire show dominated by this question. We had a riveting conversation yesterday regarding spam. Not the uh, emails, the food, spam. Oh, well, interestingly oh. enough, we were talking about spam we earlier were. this week. It's really weird that, yeah. you guys, that it came up with you guys. So um, Tim Haggerty, who's the voice of the Chihuahuas, uh, was at uh, Seattle's T-Mobile Stadium last night watching a Mariners game. And we were looking at the food menu because Hags is notorious uh, to be one of the pickiest eaters on the planet. And we were looking at things he would never try. And they do have spam on the menu in Seattle. So we... Uh, you know, we're talking about that after we we got him off the show and we started getting into the conversation. Um, I am not a fan uh, of spam. Oh. I've tried it once. It wasn't cooked, but I just tried Ugh. it and it, it well, was... Well, that's your first mistake. Yeah, it was, it was disgusting. You got to fry that up. So I that's thought, the thing. I thought uncooked was the standard way that most oh. people eat spam. No, you fry it. Put it with a little rice. Mm. Okay, more disgusting. Spam or those tiny little Vienna sausages that come in the thing with the congealed, like the jelly inside there. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I uh, think those. Those are grosser. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, so a lot of my listeners were talking about how great Spam is and how uh, you have it, you know, in certain golf courses in Hawaii. It's considered oh, it's a, de- it's a it's delicacy. And yes. Very, very popular in, in Hawaii. Yes. So we were looking at the, the actual, what is Spam? And apparently... It's just pork shoulder with a bunch of stuff in there. So um, yeah, you know, it's pork shoulder. A, I which, thought it was just all the bits. Now, well, that's I, a hot see, dog. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly. And um, and, and here's the interesting thing: lips, hooves, and bee holes. Apparently, um, you, you don't want to look. So we started looking into this. Don't look at the ingredients for chorizo. Because oh. it'll scare you. Yeah. Um, but um, that we were, really is like. Well, now I'm in a little because eyelids. Now I want to see. Yeah, because we were like comparing. You know, would you eat chorizo over spam? Everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah you gotta have chorizo over spam. And then you started looking at the ingredients for chorizo, and it just kind of, yeah. It, Unless uh, you buy, there are some like specialty chorizos that you can buy that are like specifically say, oh, this is all meat or the same meat. Oh, there you go. Well, you know, and then they also have the soy alternative, soy rizzo, that is, Ew, uh, that, is, that is popular for people. So anyway, we started talking about spam. We put a poll up on Sports Talk's Twitter uh, handle yesterday. And we said, have you ever, are you, a, you ever eaten it? Are you a fan? And believe it or not, of the votes we, we tallied, uh, 47% say yes, they have eaten spam. They are big fans. 25% go yes, it's average. Uh, 19% no, they've never never eaten spam and they never will and then nine percent say yes they've had spam and they hate it so uh we had a very spam dominated uh, show yesterday <laughs> well and, it's um, you know the middle of the baseball season mm-hmm. you just had the all-star break 100 percent. football slow hasn't time. started this is slow kind of time. slow time of the year for sports uh, so you- and apparently there's something called spam masubi is that right? Is that is that the pronunciation, um, Megan? Do we know? Spam Masubi? I don't know. 
I think that's what it's called. Musubi. Musubi. There you go. Spam, oh, okay, spam, okay. spam musubi. Um, yes. And there's also a Hawaiian noodle dish called saimin that uh, people make it in. So, and they, No, not semen. Don't oh. get confused. Right. And then apparently uh, spam over fried rice is like the greatest thing ever. So that's, that's what... That's how uh, pe- the people eat it. Yeah, they fry it up and they put it over rice. That's what I've been hearing. I don't know. Spam just has such negative connotation. I don't. Mm. I know that at some point I'd eaten it. Do you have it in your house right now? No. Okay. No. 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 That's the fact that it comes in a can. I, I don't want to have to open a can. Potted of my, meat. Yeah. To get potted my meats. meats used to be very, very popular. Yeah. yeah. Before everybody had refrigeration, one way that you would get you know a source of protein, you know, a hundred, hundred and thirty years ago, is potted can, or canned chickens. meat. Yeah. Uh, and. Like on Chopped, you guys ever watch Chopped? They have the canned, you know, the gross canned meats and they, that and they have they, to cook with. They got to cook with it. I'll never forget uh, the image of a chicken, full chicken coming what? out of a can. Oh, what, feathers and all? No, no, but like in a jelly. In a jelly. Coming out like of the can. Sliding. No, that, sounds, like a, uh, that sounds disgusting. Cornish hen. Mm. In a can. Steve, uh, Megan brought up something uh, that I thought was pretty interesting. Right now in mm-hmm. Russia, Brittany Griner is testifying. She is. Now, how does the the uh, Russian uh, judicial system work? Are, does she have to testify or was this a choice that she took? I know that it was not known if she would testify Okay, so or she not. could have so she elected not, not to testify, but she is. Yes. She's testifying right now. She uh, What she said so far is that... On February 17th, she was she had to sign documents, uh, right? So they were all in Russian. She said she didn't fully understand what they included. She was not read her rights. She did not have an attorney. And uh, she tried to use Google Translate on her phone, but she was taken to another room before she could finish it. And she was made to sign more documentation without any explanation. So sounds like she is, uh, you know. They had her sign a bunch of stuff in Russian. Yes. Which she signed. She signed, okay. yes. And I'm not sure well, what Brittany Griner the documents were. Over a vape that wasn't even full, like it might have been. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much actual stuff sure, they're but, talking about. She's definitely a political hostage. Yeah, absolutely. She's not a criminal. She's a political hostage, and they're threatening to send her away for 10 years, ten years in a Russian. She pleaded prison. guilty. So she will get charged, but. So here's the question. If. The Russians had grabbed who's the most popular sports star right now. Let's uh, keep it in the same sport. Tom, Let's say uh, yeah, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Let's say, say, how about LeBron James? Yeah, right. just say LeBron. Though. LeBron. Let's say Steph Curry because I feel like LeBron is pretty divisive. There are a lot of people yeah, who would say let him, keep, let him keep. Let him. <laughs> right, I mean, let him he keep literally it. commented about Britney and got okay, all. Let's say Tom Brady. Up in the if media, Tom Brady so. no, had been Curry, doing Steph Curry, Steph Curry had been doing something in February, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have made any sense because it would have been the middle of the basketball season. <laughs> yeah. But and the Russians had grabbed Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Would we? Would the administration or would our leadership be dragging their feet getting Steph Curry back? Uh, I, I mean, that's such a tough question. First off, everybody would be shocked that Steph would, would, would be in possession of this anyway. That would be the first thing to be like, really, Steph? They probably wouldn't even think of that. So, And then when you talk about the... Oh, ex- I, there's so many NBA guys that oh, smoke weed. 100%. But what I'm saying is is that you know Steph is not... Um, 
he's never well. I mean, most of these guys probably don't exactly flaunt it, and, and except if you were on the Blazers twenty years ago, hmm. if you remember the Blazers. Uh-huh. Remember, the, remember the Portland Trail Blazers when they were all basically it was like Rush Weed Wallace back in those days. Oh, Rashid, he was on the Pistons for a while. He was. Weed. That's that's right. So um, Weed. Okay, if they had captured a huge American Steph, sports star, I don't know. I mean, Steve, probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out. What the difference would be? The pressure from Americans would be higher to get Steph back. Yeah, that's true. There has been Brittany no back. there has been no pressure. It seems like uh, on trying to get Britney Griner back, which is surprising. But that's the difference, I think. But that's you have difference. to. But you have to understand too. Okay, so now Britney Griner is a star in the WNBA, yes. one of Didn't the I best players in the league, but of uh, all time, right? Well, she was great in college at Baylor. Um, but the thing is, is that you know WNBA is not nearly uh, the popularity is not nearly as mainstream as the NBA. So I agree with you about Steph versus Brittany. I think that's very fair. Um, but now, if it had been Tom Brady, we would have definitely been telling the Russians we are we willing would have, to go. Uh, we, we have would a have nuclear arsenal, there <laughs> right? Tom. There you go. That's, that's, that, you know what? That's 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 a good point too. I'm uh, trying to think of like who else would be uh, the same in the same like you know, and it's not basketball or football. You don't but think the Russians Megan would love Rapino, to just maybe. parade Tom Brady out in like a show trial, have him, you know, in a jumpsuit and be like, look at your American God. We are putting him under trial here in Russia. Yeah. yeah I don't the think Russians are going to keep I don't think him, America would have. They're, they're going to keep pressure. They're, they're going to use as much leverage as they can to make America look bad. They're just going to make, they're going to do anything to make us look powerless feckless because what what's the conversation now we're talking about how biden hasn't done anything yet to do that but if it had been a huge male celebrity Mm -hmm. the pressure from the public would have been greater yeah every day they would have been saying you've got to get steph curry out of russian jail i think that's i think that's accurate absolutely uh, pressure you know i I almost feel like i almost feel like the britney griner story i almost say it's forgotten but it it doesn't feel like it's on the it's on the forefront of most americans uh, when you talk about topics that they're really interested in right now don't you think it's 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 kind of like it's on the burner yeah, but should it be? No, of course not. It shouldn't be. I, I, I wonder. I wonder that if she's ever if she ever gets out, like you know, and, and she gets she comes back. Does she just leave the U.S. and go to another country and live, and so gets so fed up with with the U.S. that she just wants to go go someplace else? Well, the U.S. didn't didn't put uh, a vape cartridge in her luggage. I mean, she, right, she right. admits that she did it. It's mm-hmm. not the United States' fault, and the Russians are. They play dirty. She's a hostage. You know, the gloves it's, are off with the yeah, Russians. She's a hostage, just the same way that the Americans in Iran were. Let me, ask, let me ask you this, okay? If you had to, if you had to just guess, how many professional athletes in the U.S. smoke weed in some way, shape, or form, whether it's vaping or just other things, would you say it's over fifty percent? It's over two hundred percent. It's definitely over fifty percent. I'm talking about all professional athletes in the U.S. I don't and know. and on, I mean, all sports, not just basketball. We're talking football. We're talking baseball. We're talking hockey. All we, the big sports. Are we talking golf. about have ever tried it in their no, life? No, no, or current, regularly like, regularly use it. Well, what are the drug testing policies like for professional sports? Well, first off, when it comes to um, you know marijuana, now it seems like well the the NFL has now relaxed that. Remember, really? there yeah. are certain players that would get were getting busted on a regular basis and were suspended by the league. Remember when Ricky Williams retired at the very pinnacle of what should have been his prime years? Oh, yeah. Ricky Williams retired because he was like, I'd like to smoke weed too much to not smoke weed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But 50%? Yeah. 
I guess if the, if somebody came out and said 50% of professional athletes uh, use cannabis in some way, like, sure, that wouldn't sound outrageous. What about 90%? No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, but then just think about this. Josh Gordon is a receiver who has unbelievable talent. And Josh Gordon has been busted for weed so many times over the years that his career has been sidetracked over the last six or seven seasons. And That's now, why you should just beat the and, crap out well, of him. But your you're saying that has nothing to do with... Yeah. Oh and and, 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 and has nothing to do with... Right. Guns, right. right. Yeah. No. Remember it's that just, guy who threw his... Gordon, Gordon's biggest problem was he was... He couldn't... He couldn't uh, stop, you know, getting caught testing positive for weed. Now the NFL has eliminated uh, suspension if you get caught and you're testing positive. So you think about it now, if Josh Gordon would have been coming into the league now versus, you know, seven, eight years ago, uh, he never would have missed any games and probably would be one of the top receivers in football. But instead, his whole career has been um, one suspension after another because of repeated, uh, you know, marijuana felt uh, tests. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're definitely going to talk about the Cowboys. We've got in just a li- just a little over two weeks, we've got our first Cowboys game Woo-hoo! on q We've got the Miners with a really interesting pre-conference schedule this year. They have a great home opener. They're, they're going to sell it out, too. Opener, and we'll come back. We'll talk more with Steve Kaplowitz about this and other uh, things going on right after this. Morning's Rock with Buzz Adams. I thought he was crazy. I love him. Funny and off the wall. Buzz in the morning. It's entertaining. Every day, something else. Keely Paso. If you ever decide to sell your home, it's a big decision, and you definitely want to get an expert to help you do it. Brian Birds is that expert. It's the Brian Birds Home Selling Team powered by EXP Realty. Brian can guarantee to sell your home for a price and a deadline that you and he both agree on. He'll sell it by that deadline, or he'll buy it himself. This enables you to make an offer on another home without any fear. If you want to skip the hassle, Brian Birds can make an instant offer. Here are some of the 400-plus five-star reviews that he's gotten. Angeline and her granddaughter wanted to sell their West Side home. They were going to move to a smaller home. A lot of people do that, downsize. They listed the home with Brian's team and had amazing results. Listen to this. Angelina uh, and her granddaughter listed their home for 173000 It's sold in only eight days for 186000 It's sold for 13000 more than the asking price. Get those kind of results from Brian Birds and his team. The only agent I would call if I were ever going to sell my home, call Brian Birds today at 751-1500. 915-751-1500. Online at brianbirds.com. That's Brian Birds, B-U-R-D-S. The Buzz Adams Morning Show, Monday through Friday, 5 to 10. KLEQ and KLEQ HD1, El Paso, a town square media station. Dallas, Cowboys, Big D, The Boys, The Cowboys. I heard over the weekend, I couldn't believe it, they were saying, hey, we're less than three weeks away from the first Cowboys game that's going to be on KLAQ. KLAQ yep. is the uh, the flagship station. No, you're not the flagship station. Well, you're, the home, you're the home of Cowboys. The yeah. flagship would be whatever the station is in Dallas. Okay. No, we, we are the home in El Paso. We are the home in El Paso that's right. Dallas Cowboys football. Fred so, Chan, Babe Laufenberg. Now it's just like two weeks away. So two weeks from Saturday. Game? So it's it's coming up. It's right around the corner. Um, Saturday, the thirteenth of, uh, of of August. It's going to be Dallas and the Broncos. 
Dallas and the Broncos. There's only, by the way, here's the nice thing. There's only three preseason games now, you know, because what they've done is they've expanded the regular season to go 17 games instead of 16. So now there's only three preseason games. Nobody wants to pick up an injury in the preseason, you know. No, that's true. Listen, I've always felt, and, and maybe I'm wrong here, preseason is such a waste because most of the times the starters will play such a small yeah, amount. You don't really get a you don't really get a feel for what the team's going to oh. be like yet. And then you play all these rookies yeah. who and end up getting cut anyway. Yeah. So what's three, the three is three is more appropriate than four. I was glad when they did that last year. Yeah, but somebody can. I mean, I assume somebody could still really make the roster based on they their could. performance in some of these games. I think sure, people could sure. miss the cut based on their lack of performance in some of these. That's games. About, that's and about. And I think one percent. America loves football so much. I, I do believe it's the okay, most now, beloved American sport that we have. We start to. All right, let me ask you Jones this. for it. Let me ask you this. Okay, you love we start football, to right? Jerry Jones for it. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody, <laughs> if everybody loves football so much. How many people have been watching the USFL this summer? I watched some Canadian over the weekend. What the like hell this, is the I USFL? I watched some CFL. Okay, the, you see, this is a, this is what I'm talking about. Nico doesn't even know what the USFL is, Mm-mm. and it has been on all spring and summer. United States Football League. Yes. Ugh, do gross. you know? Do, do you they know? play that on a field or is that like an arena style? No, it's, it's in a listen oh a school God. playground. You guys, <laughs> no, no. This what is, is awful. what is it? They're, they're in NFL stadiums, in college stadiums. Okay. Well, that's like saying, why aren't you as into the D-League as you are the NBA? You said this, if you love football. Well, if you love football, you want to watch football year-round, right? You don't want to just watch it uh, from September to January. You You want to watch it all year. You want to watch the NFL or college football. That's what people mean. Okay, because I was under the assumption that we are such a football crazy uh, country that we can watch, you know, because the the XFL is coming back. The Rock is bringing the XFL back um, next year. Really? I don't see yes. any of that well, as a as a challenge or even an alternative that's viable to the NFL. Do you like the CFL? The, the Canadian Football League is a wider field, a little different uh, the way the yards are are you know used over there. A little bigger field. Do you like that? To be honest, no, I don't care. The rules are a little different. Yeah. No. But, Buzz, you, you are not the type of diehard football fan that would like to see this all year long. You're the type of golf fan that would love to see golf all year long. Oh, yeah, I'll just sit and watch anybody play golf. But okay. yes, you'll, watch, right. you'll watch golf all year. I see, watched the the women's juniors because they had a rain delay for the PGA and the Golf Channel was showing oh the, God. the women. Are you serious? Juniors. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll sit there and watch that you for are, like three you, hours. See, you're, you're a fan. You're yeah. a super fan With when it Gato, comes to golf. We can easily bundle home. And- <laughs> Thank you. Yep. There isn't too much hot sauce, is there? Right. All right. We need to mute your players. <laughs> Sorry. I like that. That's eh, okay. She was listening to a guy. No, commercial. Yeah, no yeah, come on. Come don't on. don't play dumb. You know what people are into. It's the NFL. Yeah. Uh, there are all these alternatives, but none of them have ever stuck. I mean, well, now, now, that's what well, about. Listen, was a now, success was the AFC. No, the USFL could have stuck. Um, there were a ton of guys in that league back in the 80s that ended up being Hall of Famers sure. in the NFL. But Doug Flutie. That's no Doug Flutie's not a Hall of Famer, but you had Herschel Walker. Hey Buzz, that's what they said about the PJ before Live. You had um, Reggie White. You had Steve Young. 
Um, you had terrific players back in you know in the USFL days. They've got really really good football players. Um, but again, the point is is that the first couple seasons were good, but they tried to compete with the NFL. Yeah, you saw, can't compete with the NFL. You I just, saw a documentary about it. Apparently, there was this one owner. He, mm, was, a, he was a billionaire, but yeah. uh, everybody's kind of lost track of what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows, but he owned. Nobody the knows what he went on to do. He wanted to be commissioner. He forced forced the other owners into going head-to-head against the NFL. Yeah, that was a smart move. And they just got annihilated. They just got annihilated. Come on. It's just, if you think about it, the only league that that was, I won't say head-to-head with the NFL, but was an alternative that turned out good was the AFL. They merged with the NFL in 1970, and that's why you have the AFC and the NFC, because in the 60s, you had teams like the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Jets, the Patriots, uh, the Chiefs. They were all, um, those were all the, uh, the Oilers. Those were all the AFL teams, but they played a different style of football. They threw the ball more, and, and they were more entertaining, so they eventually merged with the NFL. But I guess so I would say the offseason for the NFL and college football mm-hmm. pretty much is just the right length for a break and to make you miss it. I don't think people okay. necessarily want to be watching professional football or college football in June and July. I watched five minutes of the USFL and after watching five minutes, I was like, eh. This is not, not uh, for you. No, they were playing in Birmingham, and they were playing in a stadium that seated that that was like it was UAB plays, yeah. and they, there was probably about a hundred people at the game. I'm like, oh my god, this is awful. Uh, so. Steve, I have a question about college football this year because mm-hmm. you were saying that there might be kind of a separation of the elite teams into their own league or almost, you know. So here's what's happening, okay? With USC and US and UCLA going to the Big Ten from right. the Pac-12, okay? Um, there is clearly at this point, the two best conferences in college football are the SEC and the Big, Big Ten, Ten, okay? And after that, you probably have the Big 12, the ACC, and whatever's left of the Pac-12. Well, the Big 12 is about to get a lot smaller, too. No, it's not. When... They're growing like crazy. They just, they're, they're the big. Wait, is the Big 12 now what used to be called the Big 8 <laughs> in the 80s? Well, they're going to lose Oklahoma and Texas, but they're, but they're. Picking up um, teams from the Pac-12. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> they're losing. They're losing Texas and Oklahoma. I understand that. I understand that, that. Well, automatically be... makes them a minor league. So, and that's the point. The point is, is that when you lose Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be head and shoulders better than everybody else. So maybe that's your first tier, right? And then your second tier will be. Big 12, ACC, Pac-12. And then your third tier is going to be, um, you know, the American Athletic Conference, the Mountain West, uh, and those kind of conferences and leagues. So Where does Conf- gonna, Conference USA come in? Probably, I would say, the fourth tier <laughs> is what I would so say. Right below the third tier. Yes. You've got... But there's a rumor. The rumor is this, okay? Listen to this. If Oregon and Washington stay in the Pac-12... Right, and don't leave to try to go to the Big Ten or the Big Twelve, wherever. Then it's possible the Pac-12 needs to replace uh, USC and UCLA. They could go with Fresno State and San Diego State out of the Mountain West. And if those two schools go to the Pac-12, then the Mountain West needs to replace yeah. them. 
then that's where UTEP could come yeah. into play. So the end result is is that when the smoke clears on this next round of, of musical chairs and realignment, it is possible that UTEP could find their way to the Mountain West, a conference that some fans in El Paso have been wanting since the WAC separated in 1998 and divided into two leagues. So we'll see what happens. Megan, did you say something? Uh, the minors, the uh, preseason rankings came out, and the minors aren't in last place. And no, uh, they're sixth, right? Six, six out of eleven. Yeah, and hey. what, what, they've always—I mean, not always—but it's been either last or second to last for how many years, Steve? A while, forever, forever. I mean, I've been doing, this, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. It's pretty much the norm. What's so, going on? How do they get up to sixth place out of eleven? Well, they Dana, won. Dana did a good job. She's right. Dana Dimmel won seven games last year. They went to a bowl. They almost yep. beat Fresno in the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque. They've got nine back on offense, seven back on defense. Starting quarterback is back. Running backs are intact. So there's a lot of reasons to believe that UTEP can can continue where they left off last season and have a big, you know, a big 2022 and and win, uh, you know, eight nine games. Now here's what's interesting. Okay, they play uh, their first game is August 27th. It's North Texas. They've already sold 36,000 seats for that game. The Sun Bowl now holds like 45 and change. Remember, it used to be 52. Then it went down to 50. Now, because of all the upgraded premium seating areas, it's 45 and and I forget what the number is. So they're almost sold out already. 20% of the Sun Bowl is left. Everything else is sold for the season opener. So you know El Paso. There's so many people that wait till the last minute. If you do that this time around, the tickets are going to be gone and it's going to be, it'll be sold out. Now, if UTEP plays well against North North Texas, which is very likely, um, you know, and North Texas, by the way, was picked fifth. So UTEP is sixth. North Texas is fifth. North Texas is leaving the conference after this season. So there's there's a lot of reasons why the Miners want to win this game. Then they get to go to Norman the following week, play Oklahoma in a nationally televised game on Fox. And this is going to be carried on the Fox television network yeah. around the country. Network Fox. Mm-hmm. Channel 8 here. That's right. So that's the second game. All right. So after two games, the best the Miners can hope for is to be one and one. Well, that was, that's most likely, yes. Uh, barring a, uh, let's just call it the biggest upset in the history of the program. Now, <laughs> some will say that even if BYU UTEP was to beat, <laughs> even if UTEP was to beat Oklahoma, it's still not bigger than beating BYU, BYU. in 1985 because I think BYU was, was either the national champion. <laughs> they were the defending national champion, yeah. and they were either third or sixth or ninth in the country when they came to the Sun Bowl and lost to the Miners. And by the way, UTEP won one game in 1985, and that was the BYU game. So uh, it's crazy. <laughs> but you know, uh, after well, Oklahoma, that, see to me that's just a breakdown against the the, the opponent breaking down. That's when you show up <laughs> thinking you can just walk in yeah. and win without that's when even you playing. come in unprepared. Yes. And get shocked. 100%. 100%. But it just goes to show you anything can happen on any given day. Um, So after Oklahoma, Miners play New Mexico State, and then they have Boise State. Now, Boise's a big one because last season, Boise gave a pretty good thumping to UTEP. This time, the Miners get them back at home. A thumping, you say? thumping. That's right. It was a rough game. But this time, the Miners get them back in El Paso, and that's the last non-conference game before the start of conference play. And then you look at their conference schedule, very favorable schedule for Miner fans because most of their home games are against the... um, Bottom of the, of the of the conference, and they also play, I think, like one or two teams above them at home. North Texas is one, and then I think they also play, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 
you think who might have been the other team? Well, forget. There's there's one other team that they play. Oh, Florida Atlantic, who's a, who's projected in the top five. They get them also at the Sun Bowl, and most of their road games are against the bottom of the conference. So if the Miners do what they're supposed to. They've got a favorable conference schedule. They've got a chance to win a lot of games this year. Win some of these home games and beat the teams they're supposed to on the road. Do you realize the last time UTEP won, uh, went back-to-back in a bowl was 2004-2005 with Mike Bryce when he first arrived? That's the last that time right. Last time UTEP has gone to back-to-back bowl games. The last time UTEP has won a bowl, Megan, any idea, the last time UTEP won a bowl? The 60s? It's not exactly. More specific. 60, 68? 68. 69. You're both close. 67. Buzz, you were a toddler. 67 was the year that uh, Buzz was graduating high school. Shut up. (laughs) I wasn't even born for most of 67. That's true. That is true. Like I said, you were a toddler. 67 (laughs) was the last time I wasn't toddling. That uh, that UTEP ended up winning uh, a bowl game. So it's now, what, the drought is 55 years since UTEP has won a bowl. So this is a big deal. So, um, you know, a lot of reasons to be excited. And by the way, I I heard this stat too. Well, hopefully we can win one of the prestigious ones like the Beefo Brady Bowl. That would be good. That would be good. Hey, do you know the last time the Dallas Cowboys went to back-to-back playoffs under the same head coach? Same Probably head coach. Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Barry, Barry Switzer? Close. Chan Gailey, 1998-1999. That's how long the drought's been for the Cowboys just to get to back-to-back playoff appearances. It's crazy when you start to think about these. So, well, how are how is the Cowboys season supposed to be? No, I mean, they're projected to win the division right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the rest of it. Philly and Washington could be interesting. The Giants are still bad. So, I mean, really, the Cowboys are set. But the Cowboys lost guys. They lost Lyle Collins. They lost Amari Cooper. Um, you know, they, they and they didn't really replace them with anything. So, that's the question right now is can Dallas find a way um, to, you know, duplicate? They won 12 games last year, but then they lost in the playoffs to San Francisco. So they need to see if they can stay healthy. And maybe the emergence of CeeDee Lamb as their number one receiver. Um, What, former Sooner? CeeDee stays healthy. That'd be big. So a lot of interesting storylines for both the Cowboys and the Miners this season. But I'll say this, okay? Because I've been, I took over Sports Talk in the summer of 97, right? So I've, I've been on the air when the Miners went bowling in 2000 under Gary Nord, 4-5 and five with Mike Price, 2010 with Price, and then 2014 with Sean Kugler, and last season um, you know, with Dana Dimmel. It's a handful of years. But I've never seen UTEP consistently start to win. That's something we've never seen since the 60s. So this is a big season for UTEP fans because if the Miners can show that they can kind of put this thing together and consistently win games, it could be a turning point in the program for the first time in 50-plus years. It's a big deal. Do you know which of the uh, which of the minor games we're carrying on KLA? It's usually because of a conflict, right, when we uh, carry the games on KLAQ? Yeah, I believe. Uh, let me get you the full list. So um, I have it right here, actually, if you want me to. Oh, please. It looks like uh, North the North, North Texas on August 27th. We're going to carry that here? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, da, 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 Oklahoma. It's, that's right. All right. Uh, New Mexico State. Oh, okay. Uh, New Mexico. 
All right, so the beginning of the season. I yes, think, it looks like every game. And I think, and I think like every game has has the radio has six hundred ESPN. No, no, no. Which which some of those games are going to be on KLAQ. Yeah. Oh, so, I don't, yeah, that, uh, so North Texas is going to be on the queue. Um, that I don't know. I'm not sure about the Oklahoma game because it kicks off at one thirty. I got to see what time yeah. the Chihuahuas play that night, and then you got New Mexico State. Um, New Mexico and Boise State. Those are the games that I believe uh, most of those will be on KLAQ. We'll give you the uh, full rundown uh, officially. And, uh, those are conflicts with Chihuahuas baseball. Exactly. For the most part. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. but there's a lot of good things to be excited about. You going to Norman for the game against Oklahoma? You've I been would. before. I mean, if you wanted to go up there and make a trip out of it, I'd do that. You've, you've done, done it a be- long you, time. You've done it before, haven't you? Let me tell you, the the biggest difference, it's been a while. Yeah, I've been on the field at Norman. You know how at the uh, Sun Bowl, if you're on the sideline, mm-hmm. there's a good 15, 20 feet between the sideline and the first row of fans. Yes. At Norman. They're right on top of you. I mean, you can hear what people are saying. It's just like th- that that first row of fans is just on top of you. That's awesome. Yeah. That is that is fun. So, by the way, the uh, Chihuahuas play the, 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 the Oklahoma game at one thirty. The Chihuahuas play at 6.30. So we might be running that game on 600 ESPN. I'll, we'll have to confirm that. But I know that North Texas on the 27th, New Mexico State, uh, New Mexico, and Boise State are the games that we're looking to air on, uh, six, on uh, KLAQ. And as far as the Cowboys go, we'll be carrying all the Cowboys games in the pre uh, the preseason games, all of them. Hopefully, postseason games. That's right. Well, and that's the thing. Big, a, a tough schedule this year for the Cowboys. Not easy. All right. Uh, thanks for dropping by, Steve. Good to see you guys. Thanks for talking so much sports. Good I'm to hoping, see you, Steve. And your listeners will wake up after this next segment. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Are you just are you just dogging your own segment? No, here? I'm just saying that uh, it, it is kind of fun. <laughs> I, I I was just being sarcastic. I will say this. I do think that everybody right now is ready for football season. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. I feel as if uh, you know, there's just there's a certain buzz in the air. Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun. <laughs> when mm-hmm. we do get football going, high school's getting ready to start soon, guys, and then college. In the NFL, and yeah, it's, this is a football town. Yeah. El Paso is a football town, and wouldn't it be great to start seeing forty thousand in the Sun Bowl every game again? Oh, Isn't that something so cool, you would, would you enjoy that buzz? Yeah, wouldn't it be great if suddenly uh, we found out unicorns were real and they all moved to El Paso <laughs> and everybody got a free one? Wouldn't that be just the best? <laughs> all right, thanks, Steve. Let's you take can a dream. break. Also, don't forget Jewish Food Festival this weekend. Oh, please, we need to talk more about that. The yeah. locker. You want to come back and talk about it in a second? Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. So there's Jewish Food Festival. Is it at the uh, JCC? No, it's at, there is no J. Well, it's at Temple Mount Sinai. Oh, okay. All right. There is no JCC anymore. There isn't? No, that building is now a school. What the hell? Okay. Oh, it's the it's a day school, but they, you can't go over there and swim or and they, stuff? Oh, no, no. They, they, they leveled that building, and, in, in, and it's now, you wouldn't even recognize it. They didn't but, run this by me. Yeah, you you've been out of the community <laughs> for too long. That's All right, right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, more of the Buzz Adams morning shows on the way right after this. Buzz, Buzz. 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 Bu